Welcome to the Let It Flow podcast. I'm Alexis. And I'm Carly. We're just two humans figuring things out, and we're here to share deeper conversations about mindset, spirituality, personal growth, and tangents on everything in between. We hope this podcast encourages you to ask bigger questions and think and live outside the box. We're always learning, but the one thing we found to be 100% true is that life is meant to flow. So whether you're all in on your personal growth journey or just starting out, let's flow together. Welcome to the first episode of the Let It Flow podcast, hosted by Carly and and myself, Alexis. (laughs) We should just hop in. It seems like everybody and their dog has a podcast now but also I'm so okay with that I think my mindset has shifted from like oh everybody has one so like why do I need one like oh everyone's already doing it to everyone's doing it so heck yes I can do it too we can do it too yeah absolutely and everybody has different ideas and I just think of the different podcasts I have in my library that are just so different different personalities and everybody has a different perspective even in the same categories if it's I listen to a lot of wellness and spirituality and coaching and mindset and all that stuff of course um but even though I follow so many people on socials doing that same thing and quote same thing Mm -hmm. they all do it differently so some people are gonna vibe with us and some people won't that's fine (laughs) listen or don't we don't really care that was kind of why we started it we just got to that point where doing this makes us happy and we have these conversations anyway and we think that other people would like to listen to exactly and I have also I think we've both gone through this mindset shift to of wanting to please everybody which turns into you not being you because you're constantly just trying to be the things that other people that you think other people want from you which is like untrue in its own right no one really wants anybody anything from anybody they just want something for themselves which sounds really bad but it's not bad it's just like the way that we are and so we just want to be us and have this be our like creative outlet (laughs) really and I as for me I listen to podcasts here and there I get on kicks and then I have to go into my own a cave of creative processing and stuff. But I think really, I just like to talk. (laughs) (laughs) I realized that I just, I'm a talker. I never knew that. Not, I hope not in a bad way, but even if, you know, I just, I just like to talk. I like to chat. So yeah, we're just two chatty Cathy's over here. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And like I said, we have these conversations anyway, we call each other multiple times a week with like, oh my God, I just heard this thing. We have to talk about it. What do you think about this? And we, we talk like that all the time. And I think a little thing for me is that, okay, I guess background on us a little bit. Carly is from Iowa. I'm from South Dakota. So Mm -hmm. small town life, you end up having a lot of repetitive conversations and it really started to just drive me crazy because I have my good friends from college. And when you leave the people you meet don't know anything about you. They don't know who like Joe Schmo on the corner is and what he just did and blah, blah, blah. They don't know any of that. They just want to know about you and they want to know what you're passionate about. And so we have bigger conversations together than, um, 
than may come about with the people you grew up with or where you're from. And so I just like having this outlet to talk about those things because I don't necessarily share everything that we're going to talk about on this podcast with everybody that knows me. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see kind of who comes out of the woodwork to maybe say hi and be like, oh, I didn't know you were into this. And also for me to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were into this. Um, So yeah, I just think there's just a lot of growth and opportunity in sharing these ideas here. And for some reason, podcasting feels safer. I don't know if that feels that way for you, but when I think about sharing things on socials or Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, whatever else, I feel like podcasting is like your homies. Like you have to invest extra time to hang out with the podcasters and get to know them and actually care about what they're saying rather than just scrolling past a single post in 20 seconds. Exactly. And I do think we've talked about this a lot. I do think social media is no, for sure is changing rapidly, but I think it's going to be changing in ways that we can't even fathom right now. And I believe I'm really feeling that social media is going to turn into more of this, just like authenticity. And we chat about what we're feeling in the moment and it comes up and we go through it together. And I think that's really fun because as much as right now, we try to show our personalities on social media and everything, it's like you, we've talked about this, it's impossible to do that in like one post, like you said, you just, you can have snippets of it, but this is more wholesome, maybe. It's just us and, and we're more personal. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. We spent the first 30 minutes setting up, trying to get the microphones to work and the headphones to work. And then we spent a few minutes just staring at each other on the mm-hmm. camera and... <laughs> laughing <laughs> laughing at each other because we were like okay cool we have our mic our headphones are ready to go and then we stare at each other and we're like all right what do we say now now what <laughs> it's kind of one of those oh shit moments or like I the past few years I've said they're they're my cliff moments like you're mm. sitting on the edge of a cliff and you need to just jump and have faith that there's a net there to catch you or have faith that it's actually not that far of a drop you know and that's how I felt with everything we've both of us have done in the past couple of years. Like you should say a little bit about yourself and where you're at right now. Oh, where to begin? So, okay. I'll just do like a rundown of maybe like when we met and just kind of boom, 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 boom. So yes, like she said, I'm from Iowa, Ames to be exact. Iowa State, if anyone knows it, probably don't, but that's okay. Um, I did not go to Iowa State though. I went to the University of Minnesota, Twin Cities with Alexis. Wait, why did you choose Minnesota? I've never asked you that. I just wanted to get out of Iowa, basically. Okay, fair. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And I have um, some family that lives around the city. So it's like, oh, best of both worlds. And they had an apparel design degree, which was what I was convinced I wanted to do. And I loved it. I enjoyed it. I worked my little booty off. And I got towards the end of it and was like, hold up. I think I want to shift to costume. And so I did. My whole senior collection was for costume design uh, about the divine feminine archetypes, which like (laughs) segues so much into all of this stuff now. But um, I graduated that. And oh, in the middle of that, I studied abroad in Italy during the summer. And I met my current partner, 
And here I am in Italy now. <laughs> so I graduated from university and went to Rome to do a master's program in costume design. I did that. I liked it all right. <laughs> Midway through, I was like, hmm, maybe not for me, but that's okay. I worked on a movie set after I graduated from that. And that was the nail and the final nail in the coffin of like, ooh, I thought I wanted this, but this is not for me. It's just not in alignment with me anymore. I respect madly costume designer people in film in general also theater they have to be so passionate about what they do because you do not have a life while you are working on those projects and I didn't love it enough like I love it if I ever got the opportunity to do it again I would but I was like okay now what so I worked on that movie set and it was really beautiful experience super fun we worked like 18 19 hour days it was insane but I don't regret it at all. It was amazing. And I made me realize that, okay, yeah, costume is not quite for me. I mad respect towards those people, but I desire a different life. And that kind of, oh my gosh, then that just leads into all of this, which we can talk about together because we've been on the journey kind of together for a while. But um, basically more of the story, I'm in Italy right now because of those things. And take it away. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess my side of that story is a little (laughs) bit different. So if you happen to pop on socials and see the kind of Carly and I, as much as you can from socials, we are very different, but (laughs) we get along and relate perfectly. And if you're into astrology at all, if you have CoStar, we are completely compatible on every single level. And I would love to get a friendship reading done because it's absolutely crazy. There's nobody else I've ever seen that has every single part compatible. Anyway, we're soulmates. So yeah, I was just going to say, maybe we're, (laughs) (laughs) but I chose the university of Minnesota for a similar reason. I wanted to get out of South Dakota and how I chose apparel design. I'm a farmer's daughter. I, God bless him for letting me go. He never said anything about it. He showed up to every fashion show by the end of it, by senior year, he walked in and he owned that fashion show. He knew what was going on. He's like, Oh, I, yeah, he got it. I can vouch for that. He did. (laughs) Yeah. The first one, he kind of looked around like, what the heck is going on? And by senior year, he waltzed in and was like, Oh yeah, cool. Runway fashion show. I'm happy for you that he came to every show. Yes. Yes. Very grateful for that. But yeah, so I did apparel design and I've always been one of those people that follows through and completes things. I don't like quitting kind of raised on, not even raised on that. I was never really told that quitting is bad or anything like that. I think I just kind of told myself that over the years or heard it, maybe not even from my parents, but from other people like don't Mm -hmm. quit. And so I've reflected on why I followed through because so many people changed majors. I could have done that. I called my mom crying in the studio multiple times. I almost took a scissors to one of my projects and she talked me off the ledge of absolutely. Cutting I don't think I know apart. this story. <laughs> I, we were in the middle of a project and I, I screwed something up really bad. And I was like in tears calling my mom, holding a scissors. I'm like, I'm going to cut it apart. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, don't do that. Poor baby um, Alexis. <laughs> I know. I'm like picturing myself there holding scissors, but Every time I did that, she said, do you want to quit? And I said, no. 
And I don't know if it was more of, I don't want to quit because I love it. I think it was more of, I don't want to quit because I committed to it and I'm going to follow through, Hmm. you know? And then I got that degree and junior year, I interned at Target. So I did get some corporate experience and I realized that the parts of that internship that I loved was the people and product insights and reading customer reviews and figuring out what was going on, which is just not apparel. I was measuring pants every single day, but it was an awesome internship and it taught me exactly what I needed to know. And it was that corporate's not for me. So I still graduated and continued to apply to corporate jobs because I decided that was what people did and what I was supposed to do. All of my other friends were getting jobs and applying and looking on LinkedIn. And I was like, okay, I'll just do the same thing. So I kept applying. And every time I clicked submit application, my gut, I felt like I was being punched in the gut, literally like wind knocked out of me every time I clicked apply and was like, please reject me. And then days after I would just sit and dread, like hoping that I don't have to go in for an interview. Oh my God. At your (laughs) human design authority. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We'll (laughs) we'll have to do an episode on what we know about human design. Neither of us are experts, but we're interested in it. Um, But basically I'm meant to follow my gut instinct, literally. (laughs) And that was telling me that something wasn't right. And so eventually I listened and said, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't want these jobs. And I stopped applying and I waitressed for a couple of years in Minneapolis just to live there and exist and had an apartment and went through the mundane every single day doing kind of the same thing. Then COVID happened. And that was such an interesting time because then I couldn't even go to the gym. And I remember doing a home workout in the backyard and I got into, I like did my 10th squat and just fell on the ground and cried for like 30 minutes. I Mm. hated it. I felt, I felt trapped before. And then I felt absolutely confined because the gym was my one outlet. And then I didn't feel at home in my body anymore. I was like, I don't, I don't feel like I have a purpose at all. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm interested in, but I've been into reading mindset books for like five or six years now. I just didn't know it was a job. And so once things started to open up again a little bit, I decided I was so sick of that apartment. I didn't want to waitress anymore. I didn't want to, I didn't want to put on a fake smile for people anymore. I couldn't do it. So I quit my waitressing job and moved home, traded in my car. I decided I was going to travel and took it step by step. I had no idea what was going to happen, but I had something in me that was like, this is the right thing to do. And so I decided to follow that. And there's a whole lot more behind the scenes that we'll get into with mindset and things like that on this podcast. It wasn't as easy as, oh, I hate this. I'm going to quit my job and go. No, there was like so much more (laughs) underneath that. That was really hard to work through. And it would have been easier if I had the tools I have now, but you know, everything comes at the right time. So I drove to the West coast. Um, it would have been fall 2021. So August to December, I drove from South Dakota to Utah out to Lake Tahoe down highway one. I drove all the way to San Diego. I went up to Joshua tree. I visited Zion and Bryce national parks, the grand Canyon, uh, down through Arizona into New Mexico which surprised me. I loved New Mexico. Um, And then up to Denver and back up to South Dakota. And that was fall. And then in January, I flew to Italy to visit Carly and I slept on her beanbag for three months. Yeah, that was a really fun, but also really tough time. (laughs) 
uh, yeah, we could do a whole episode on what we learned about each other and ourselves mm-hmm. in those three yeah. months that I slept in her one bedroom apartment with her fiance and dog. And like dog. it was, it was not just two best friends, like, you know, two best friends in Europe. Yay. That's what a lot of people thought it was. And I was, every time someone asked, how was it? Was it awesome? I was like, yes and no. <laughs> yes, but never again. Not like yes, that anyway. Not like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I want to say too, um, I want to talk a little bit about my COVID experience because I kind of breezed over that because I think I've put it out of my mind a little bit (laughs) as most of us have, but I think we have had the same situation, same experience as so many people have had with like that questioning of there's got to be something more like what is happening here? Like, come on, it can't be just this. Like what's, what's going on? What, what am I being called to do? And I think my entire life, I've been very drawn to certain things, but I've never stuck with something. And when I decided that costume wasn't for me, um, that was really fucking scary because I, that was the last thing I had, last thing I had, you know, I was convinced going into school. I, my like seventh grade year of middle school, I knew that I wanted to do apparel design and Um, so even when I was hating it, I was like, no, this is what I want to do. So I'm doing it. And then I was like, oh, well, no, not quite that, but like costume costumes really cool. And then once I decided no against that, I was like, now what I'm in Italy with my partner whom I love so, so much, but I don't have any friends around me. Really? I've made friends. Yes, here, but not, I haven't quite found my tribe here yet. And I was like, okay, what the hell am I going to do in Italy? I don't want to go back home right now anyway, because this has become my home and I, I do enjoy it here and I want to be with him, but like, I got to find my own thing. I can't just sit around here on my butt, like waiting for something to happen. So I experimented and experimented just like you did in different ways. Um, And through that experimentation, I realized more about what I didn't want, which has led me and is still leading me towards what I do want and that has brought us to then January when Alexis you arrived and we're like oh my god I found this really amazing program I don't even think you were bringing it up to me right away as in like you should do this too but I was just no no. I was trying to convince myself to do it not even convince I was just like why am I interested in reading this I read this sales page for the coaching program that Carly and I have both completed. And I read that sales page like seven times. I dug into every word, every phrase. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, I'm drawn to this for some reason, but I don't understand it. Like, I don't even really know what I'm going to be learning. I was so confused. It's for neuro-linguistic programming, energetics, hypnosis. I was like, hypnosis is scary. Energetics. I don't even know if I believe in it. And NLP, it sounds like some crazy science word. Yeah. But for some reason, I feel like I need to do this. And it was the biggest investment jump that I've ever made on myself personally, um, especially for something that didn't have a promise of payback unless mm-hmm. I do something about it. You know, yeah. like we always try to go into things with certainty and there was no certainty. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've invested in myself doubly of that this year yeah. in other trainings and courses and just making myself better at what I do. And it gets, I wouldn't even say it gets easier every time because you're pushing yourself every single time you decide to grow. So, 
but yeah, I found that program in January only because I had to switch my SIM card to a European SIM card. And this girl who made the program is from Germany and lives in Bali. And she would have probably not shown up on my Mm -hmm. Instagram page. I found her through Instagram also. Yeah. Um, She wouldn't have shown up if I didn't have to switch that SIM card to a European because um, your Instagram and socials are based on geolocation. So it showed that I was in Europe. And so I started getting different things on my feed. Yeah. Yeah. So you came and were like, oh, look at this. And I had just been realizing. So my like main full, full disclosure, my main form of income right now is English lessons. I teach English online to Italian students mostly. And I had just really started doing that. And I was fighting against it. There was an aspect that I liked though, but I didn't, I'm like, I'm still doing it. I don't intend to teach English for the rest of my life, but I was like, oh my gosh, wait. So what I dread getting online, but at the end of it, I feel so good. And I feel like I just, I felt fulfilled after it. And I started to realize that it was working with people like helping people out, teaching people, really interacting with um, people one-on-one or like I have a couple groups and that came up and it just clicked for me. I was like, okay, you know, I don't know if like I'm going to be doing exactly this in the end, but this is really calling me towards something that is connecting with the thing I realized I, I was enjoying about my English lessons. And so we we bit the bullet. (laughs) Yeah. And we both did that program. And so I didn't really touch on that with, while I was traveling, I didn't just travel and see cool things. I did that. Yes. But I also kind of made a list of everything I was interested in. Actually, Carly, when I came to visit you, I quit my job in May of 2021 and then I, the first thing I did was drive down to Iowa to visit you because you were in the States and oh we God, yeah. spread out on your mom's floor with giant paper, like little kids and made, I mind forgot maps. about this. We made spider maps or mind maps, whatever you want to call it, you know, where you rewrite you your interest and circle it and then do branches off of the other things that you're interested in that are related to it. And we did that until we couldn't think of any other possible interests that we had. And I wonder if I still have it somewhere. I was just thinking about that. I need to find mine. Need to find it. I (laughs) can't remember where I would have folded that up, but that was the first thing we did. So I kind of had a list of everything I was interested in. I mean, all the way down to sleeping, you guys, like (laughs) anything you enjoy doing. Anything that like got our like, Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's fun. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's interesting. Even for me, I was like, I've never even done this before, but I've always thought about doing it, like writing that down. (laughs) Yeah. And so while I was traveling, I was trying different things and oh my God, the amount of YouTube I watched during COVID trying to figure out what I was drawn to. And it was videography and drones and photography and graphic design and so I do have a drone sitting in my closet. I flew it a couple times. I'm just afraid of breaking it, you know, <laughs> which know. is just, I'm afraid of breaking it. So I don't fly it, but its whole purpose is to fly. I need to just use it. It's like but, beautiful. It's like beautiful candles. It's like, I can't, like, I can't burn I can't this. Burn what are you it. even talking about? <laughs> yeah. Right. So I experimented with a whole bunch of different things and like 
watch videos on stuff. I even started an online thrift shop there for a little bit just because I thought, okay, that's apparel related, but it's still entrepreneurial because I don't want to work for anybody. So I experimented, hated that, hated it a lot, but I learned (laughs) a lot. I learned that I hate doing merchandising. I don't like pricing. I don't like packaging. I don't like shipping. I don't like, I have a whole list of things I don't like from that one experience. And I'm so grateful for it. Because now I know exactly what to outsource if I ever do decide Mm -hmm. to do something like that. Can I just say something really quick? I think that this is going to be probably even a major, more more major topic to talk about. But can we just say like how I really feel like life is a journey of learning what you don't like. So then you can know what you do. It's Mm -hmm. like not about going and finding out what you like. I think it's about experimenting to find what you don't like, which then leads you towards the things you do like. Oh my gosh. That's the soundbite for this first episode for sure. Because (laughs) that's so true. It's like, it's like hitting the bumpers on your lane. I said that to somebody yesterday. When you try things, it's like you hit the bumper and you're like, no, I don't like that. Come Mm -hmm. back to the center. Oh no, I don't like that. Come back to the center. And you just, you learn and you bump back and forth and you stay on the lane like the path is there already exactly. and the bump and the bumpers are you saying like no I don't like that I don't like that and it's just experiencing things and bringing you back to yeah. center and I think that's something we're taught the opposite of especially in school and like then trying to decide what to do in college what to do next what to do then and it's like oh what do you like to do what do you like to do it's like well I don't know what I like to do and no one has ever once asked me except probably my mom <laughs> what don't you like to do? Because that is, in my opinion, so much more beneficial to understand what you don't, because I think to people, even me, for instance, I've been almost scared to say what I don't want. And it's not, I don't think we need to focus on what we don't want, but we need to know what we don't want to be clear about what we are wanting to attract into our life, where we are wanting to go. 100% since trying all of those things um I think about this regularly because I actually felt so much guilt for not doing something that had to do with my degree Mm -hmm. even though same even though majority of people I talk to are doing nothing related to what they do with their degree yet they come to you and say oh you're not using your degree I know I wonder if this is because Um, people who are listening to this, tell me if you've experienced the same in different things, but we did a creative thing. I feel there is such a negative connotation, negative connotation about creativity and doing things that are creative in college because they're not practical, which I have to say, sorry, design and being creative, a creative thinker is the most practical thing that any person on the face of this planet can do because we are all naturally creative beings. It also can't be. It can't be replaced by technology. No. And aside from that, which is incredibly important, I just think that maybe there's this thing of like people expect creatives to not follow through or not be able to make money from their career or not be able to do this from a creative thing or like, oh my God, you're so right. You're so right. I'm like thinking about that now when I said, even back when I said earlier in this episode, I'm a farmer's daughter. And I decided to do design. And I think there was something in me that was like, I knew that wasn't a practical decision because everyone else around me was going to nursing school, business school, accounting school, whatever else. And that was the practical choice in Mm -hmm. everybody's eyes was to do something math or science related. But I was an art 
creative person. And so I think there might've been something. And actually there certainly was something in me that's like, <laughs> I need to prove that exactly. this wasn't a bad choice. So you and there's can't. not even good good or bad choices. No, there's That's never good professors, which brings me back. I actually took some notes when you were talking about your story and your, the thing you said about your mom asking if you wanted to quit. And like, that's something that I've been really trying to remove from my vocabulary quit. And, but particularly are the two words because there's no such thing as quitting. It's pivoting, pivoting, shifting, trying something new. You don't, I think I, I wonder if the people you were talking to, or even the people I was talking to at this time or any time, if they, if we started to use these different words, if it would take the pressure off of us, because quit does have a bad connotation, whether or not your mom or anyone else using that actually intends to use it that way. It's been taught. It's in our society like that. So that's, I don't know. That was just an interesting yeah. thing. Cause quit put, puts a stop on it. And like you're of like giving what, up, you're giving up and it's, I'm picturing let it flow. That's the name of our podcast mm-hmm. is just letting your life flow because there's no such thing as a dead stop. It just flows to a different yes. choice. Abraham Hicks, one of the things before they took the thing off of freaking Spotify, I was starting to listen to it. And one of the things that has stuck with me so much, one of many things is we're suffering. Like we're humans get in this rhythm of like struggle and suffering is when we start ignoring our desires because we think that we need to keep doing the thing we're doing. They said it more eloquently than that, but like <laughs> we have these desires come to us and what brings in this like, oh, oh, I feel icky. I feel bad is when we refuse to follow them and they are our desires for a freaking reason. They're not just in your head because like, oh, that's random. What's that? No, Mm -hmm. no. (laughs) When I think about how, since you brought up, like, we're talking about kind of our life stories and degrees and stuff. So when I think about ending my college career and getting that degree, that felt like kind of a stopper. It's like, I either do this in the five jobs that I know are available, or I don't use it at all. And, and I failed and there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. But Mm -hmm. that's where I was at. I was like, if I don't do these two jobs, five jobs that I know the job title of that I can search on LinkedIn, if I don't do those jobs, I did this degree for no reason. I wasted four years of my life. I wasted money. I wasted, like, if I don't do those jobs, I am a complete failure. But now in what we're doing and coaching Mm -hmm. seems completely unrelated, but I have drawn so many connections to my apparel design degree that so I'm, I'm using more of my degree now than I would be in any of those jobs where I was measuring pants and typing on a spreadsheet and communicating with China. Like <laughs> I hated, that, hated that job. Okay. But now I get to do graphic design for myself on socials. I get to do videography. I get to act and be creative on reels and TikTok. I get to talk to people and create relationships. I get to interact with people. I get to plan. I love planning events. I get to make my own courses, my own group programs, master classes. I get to do all that stuff. I get to record Carly and I get to do this for fun because mm-hmm. we want to, because it feels good. And I get to do all, all of that. And it Mm -hmm. all has to do with creativity. Like I got the base of my creative structured creative knowledge from that degree, but I didn't have to put it in that one funnel. 
No. Also, it's funny that we try to box in creativity in that way in the first place. I just like any time now that I start to feel boxed in in any way, it's become such a not even red flag, just a flag for me to be like, okay, where are you feeling boxed in? For what reasons are you feeling this way? Like, how can we change this? Because like, it's listener listening right now. Any box is a bad box, not a bad box, but it's box. And we want you to get out of it. (laughs) And we box ourselves in, in ways that you don't even realize the boxes are sneaky. They're because so they, sneaky because they start big. It's like being in a warehouse and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're in a house house and then you're in a room and then you're in a cage and then mm-hmm. it presses in on you. And that's when you feel like you're about to explode and something's not right. And that's when you start to feel that pushback yeah. and it creeps in on you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a constant practice of reflection because comfort is a box in and of itself. So the moment that we start feeling comfortable, even with what we're doing now, which is really feeling a little bit uncomfortable right now, you know, it's like, we've never done this before. Trying to push your boundaries. in. Yes. And that new boundary push will become your comfort zone. And then it's like you constantly, we all constantly need to keep pushing our boundaries, like allowing for that time of comfort, because I believe that that's where we kind of go within and we feel good and we can figure out what's working and what's not working, but then, okay, next, what's next. You know, what's a literal example of that. I had this fear of heights. Like I didn't like going on ladders. Basically I was afraid of heights where I was in control, if that made sense. Cause I love roller coasters, Mm. but I hated ladders or big spiral staircases. Like I was at the top of a lighthouse one time and getting down took me like a half hour because oh I God. hate it. That staircase scared me. Um, I would not sit on the edge of a cliff ever. And then I started traveling and I was like, you know what? Basically I'm so over my fear of heights. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I made that kind of one of my side missions on my travels because I was going to all these national parks and the best views are from the top of things. Okay. Of course. Of course. So <laughs> um, this oh, a couple this past weekend, I went to the Badlands National Park with my friend Veronica. And I sat in this little like nook and dangled my feet like hundreds of feet below, like straight my feet. I sat on the edge of a literal cliff and I felt peaceful. Wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It it I started to inch closer to the cliffs when I went to like Zion, I like inched a little bit. I did Angel's Landing, but I didn't go all the way to the top, tippity top. Mm. People that hike know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the chain part scared the living hell out of me. Um, but I did stay on like the lower part, but I I still got a little woozy. I was like, ooh, I can't get too close. That is a real life example that can be a metaphor of how your fear gets smaller as you get closer to it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it won't, but just imagine when you get closer to that fear, the the louder it's going to scream. It's going to say, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. And then there's going to be silence mm-hmm. because you're going to do it. And fear can't stay there once you're present in it. Once you're no. doing the thing, the fear can't be there because Mm-mm. you're doing it and you're clearly fine. Yeah. And fear, because fear is like our ego, basically. It's comfortable where it's at and anything unknown, anything new, even if it's literally 
something that's not at all scary, really, in your logical brain, if it's new to your body and your ego, then it's going to be really freaking hard to get there because you're comfortable where you're at. And I agree, like the moment that you get there, it's like, oh, what was I, what was I so scared about again? Like, (laughs) it's your mind's subconscious mind's prime objective to keep you safe at all times. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. the human instinct. That's animal instinct, actually. Just you, you are meant to keep yourself safe. So when you feel safe and you think of doing something outside of your comfort zone, your mind is meant to push back and be like, is this okay? Is this going to harm me in any way? It's like having a conversation with your bodyguard. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And reassuring them like, no, it's going to be safe. And they'll say, but what about X, Y, Z? And then you need to answer them and be like, I will study up on it. I'll watch a YouTube video. I will educate myself. I'll take the safety precautions. Like you need to treat your fear as a completely separate entity of you that is just trying to keep you safe. And once you've acknowledged what it is afraid of and have the answers, it shuts up. Exactly. And I think that's a great example of how to, it's so beneficial. I think we're in a time and we have been in a, for a while in society where it's like, get it done, get it done, get it done. Fast, 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 go, go, go. Like big steps, big steps. But that's not sustainable in so many ways for so many different things, whether that be doing something outside of your comfort zone. For some people that works and depending on the thing, it might work to just like cold turkey, rip the bandaid off, go and do it. But for a lot of people, making changes like that, doing new things, or even bringing in a new healthy habit or trying to change your life. The things that stick are the ones, at least for me, the things that stick are the ones that I am so patient and loving with myself and just little baby step by baby step. And then all of a sudden I'm doing it with almost no effort at all. It's like, oh my God, wow, I've been doing this for weeks and I didn't even realize when I started. Yeah. When you eventually forget when you started, that's when you know, you're like, whoa, I've actually stuck with it. Yeah. It's so satisfying. But you also can pick things up at any time. Oh, for sure. And I had to get out of the habit of getting down on myself for not performing as I wanted to. I hold myself to really high expectations, always have. Um, And sometimes that, you know, I, mm-hmm. When I don't meet those and I disappoint myself, that hurts more than anything else. And so when I am trying to implement something new or do something that makes me scared, um, I just try to acknowledge that, you know, one step at a time. And if I don't exactly stick with it as consistently as like people say, you need to stick with it for 12, 12 weeks for it to be a habit. It's like, if you trip up you can restart every single day because the mm-hmm. past is not there and the future isn't there. You only have now. Okay. Now we're kind of moving into habits. <laughs> we're yeah. going to talk about so many things, but this, whatever. This is just going to be a good intro to the podcast. This will be the first episode and be like, this is kind of the gist of the stuff we're going to talk about. And we this let is it, how we, we, we let, let it flow. flow. <laughs> I didn't know if we wanted to talk quick about like where we're at right now. We kind of were both on the, we still are both on the kind of coaching thing, but like where you're at right now. So we can, I don't know. I I feel that for me too, this is, like I said, this is both of our creative outlets and I'm just so excited to have this be almost a documentation of 
aside from our social media or whatever else we share, this is going to be such an incredible documentation to like watch us evolve as humans. And I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh my God. Absolutely. And we talked a little bit about where we were and how we got to this point, I guess, Mm -hmm. to the the microphone sitting in front of us. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess right now I am 25 years old. (laughs) <laughs> hi I'm Alexis hi. I'm a life coach hi Alexis Sorry, okay so right now I am currently in South Dakota I am living at my parents house I have been since I got back from Italy in April but I kept kind of hanging out with friends for a while so I moved back here in May because it didn't make sense for me to get an apartment when I was just going to live alone and get myself essentially right back to the place where I was that I wanted to leave. I, I was like, why would I do that? I wanted to leave that spot and I'm not in a spot where I want to buy a house or property anyway. So it just made more sense to come home and summertime back in my hometown is fun and the weather is great and we have the (laughs) lake and yeah, I also had some anxiety around home that was really nice to heal. And I feel so much better about it. And I've made some good memories this summer and it's just been incredible. I I knew I was put back in the spot for a reason, but I didn't understand that reason. And when I first got here and I had mm-hmm. a few like days of straight tears of not wanting to be in this spot. And I'm so happy that I was. And that's called growth. That is growth, <laughs> literal growth. And I knew it would be for a purpose. And I told myself that and I'm like, I just don't see it right now. And I'm like, it's okay. I'll cry for a bit and I'll get over it and we'll deal with what we have. So yeah, I've been home since then and I still don't really know where I want to live. That was part of the reason I started traveling was to figure out what state I want to be in or what environment I like. Um, I fell in love with the desert, but I don't know that I want to live there. We'll see. I might eat my words. Watch exactly. me listen to, I'll listen to this back and I'll, and I'll be living in Arizona this or something. Is my, this is fun. I like this a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure what type of environment I see myself living in. I am obsessed with the ocean. I would love to live by the ocean. Um, not sure what part. I've been to a lot of different areas of the ocean, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, of like the coast. But right now I have completed my life coaching certification. I've had that done for a few months now. Um, so I'm a certified NLP practitioner. We'll get into what that is in a different podcast because it's mm-hmm. a lot it's a lot of really we cool have, stuff. We should have Emma on for that. That'd be really fun. We should. Oh my gosh. She would totally do it. So I have my life coaching certification and in that is also like clinical hypnosis practitioner, uh, which is really cool. And I can use that in coaching and I am working on a group program that I'm so excited Ooh. to share about. It's actually out right now, but we'll start in November. So I'm hoping that we get this podcast episode out. We will. I'm not hoping we will get this podcast episode out. And yeah, so I created a group coaching program. I'll talk about that more later too. And there's more info on my Instagram right now, but I'm just trying things. I'm still Mm -hmm. in the phase of, I tried single sessions. I've done multiple sessions with people trying to figure out what I like doing. Do I like long-term coaching with clients? Do I like short-term coaching? Do I like group? Do I like doing in-person? I did an in-person event and I really liked it. So I'm toying with the idea of professional speaking and um, creating group workshops. And I've always been a convention geek and like seminars. I I love that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I have that 
playing around in my mind and it feels right. So we'll see where I get myself in this next year. That's where I'm at. And I'm planning travels to get out of here to road yeah. trip. Um, planning to drive to South Carolina in November. So while I am launching and running this group program, I will be traveling. So showing you that you can have it both. You can run, do something that you love and also travel and you can create life however you want to. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> and where are you? Where am I? Well, physically where I'm at is easier to describe than where I'm at, like with what I'm creating. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, still in Italy. We actually moved right after you left us. Actually, we moved from Rome to a little town called Città di Castello in Umbria. My mom actually lives here now too. So that's been quite the journey of adjustment and learning how to set boundaries for myself and with her and with like everything else in my life. Um, Not in a bad way or anything. It's just like, we're really close and we hadn't lived in the same area for so long since high school. So it was a little bit of that, you know, we, we enjoy spending time together, but like sometimes you have to find the balance of that too. And that's a whole nother thing. Boundaries episode. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I was so on the path, like very similar to you still am, but just in different ways, um, creating my coaching business. But the way I was going about it, my whole message with that was, and still is like, who are you? Like take away, rewild yourself, take away all that is not you. And then there you are and just be you and do what you're called to do in your own unique, beautiful way. And the way I was going about sharing that was, it turned out to be a box in and of itself. And I'm still in the process of getting, not even I'm called to share, but I'm allowing that to be so much more fluid and letting that flow. I have some visions in my head. I still would love to work with people maybe on a one-on-one situation as groups. I'm really connecting a lot with, we talked about this a little bit, but with the tools to work with yourself, like, I don't know, a couple like meditation, morning routines, um, straw, like literally any kind of helping people find their own unique toolbox for themselves and to help guide themselves through times in their life where we all go through, we go through the wave of life, you know, we go through a challenge and then it gets beautiful and then we go through a challenge and it's still beautiful, but it's challenging. And so that, and I am super, super, super passionate about creativity and helping people connect to their own unique, innate creativity and flowing with that and figuring out what works for them and how connecting with their creativity connects us to our being and helps us actually create our life, how we want to create it. So the concepts there, don't know how it's going to look, but that's why it's fun. Um, and I just signed on for a year long coaching. Kind of a mentorship. Yeah. Like mentorship, coaching, study, expression. I guess I can say with Melissa Ruiz. I'm so excited. Um, there'll be a group of us and I'm just so ready. The main thing I'm calling in right now is my own unique, beautiful expression in life and a really beautiful, loving, supportive, creative community of people, whether that be where I'm at now and or online. I'm just, 
I'm ready to find my people. I mean, I already have my people, but I'm ready to find even more of my people. So, yeah. hey, my people, thanks for joining our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for popping on and listening to this first one. We had no idea what we were going to say. And I just had this actually while you're speaking, I had this vision of I could just see us hosting a retreat or convention workshops, whatever we want to call it. I feel like it needs a different name because convention and seminar are really ugly words to me. I don't know. Yeah. They're just not Mm -hmm. exciting. I'm just picturing like the breakouts. You would have the breakouts of all the different tools. Like you're interested in this today. (laughs) We're going to learn about astrology today. We're going to learn about journaling practices today. We're going to learn about whatever. And then I'm like running the overarching, like everybody come together at the end of the workshops. Yeah. (laughs) It's like reel them back in. That's going to be this. That's going to be this is where, I mean, you can get off on tangents too, but like I am tangent queen and you're like, you're the talk show radio host. You know, you're like, that's literally my archetype. Full circle. Let's (laughs) full circle. Let's bring it together. If you have any suggestions of what you want to hear, topics you want to hear us talk about for ranging from spirituality to coaching to just Mm -hmm. life. So if you want to talk about career relationships, like that type of thing, like we're open to literally any topics. We talk about everything. I want to say something before I forget. This does not have to go in the episode, but so it's, I feel like something that I am going through right now, a process of, and is going to be a part of how I help other people is realizing that I have never dove so, so, so deep into one thing to become an expert in it. And I feel like this journey that I'm going on is showing that that's okay. I'm so ultra interested in so many things. And I think that's been something that me and multi-passionate people like me can definitely relate to is like, that's taught as wrong because, hold on, I'm looking it up. A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. And I'm yes. Like, oh, of that always cut off. Always cut off. Yeah. We should actually. Yeah, we could do an episode on that too. Anyway, thank you for joining this yeah. first kind of all over the place podcast. But you have a gist of who we are, what we're kind of doing, because we don't ever really know what we're doing. Um, so join us. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the journey. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Okay. See bye. You in the next one. <laughs> bye. <laughs>